You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're going to talk a little bit about our boy Max Homa. We're going to discuss Patrick Reed's newest lawsuit. Imagine that. Also going to talk about the golf, the way to organize your golf bag, the correct way to put your golf clubs in a golf bag. So for those of you that don't know, new to golf, we'll, we'll help you out and maybe razz you a little bit for what you're doing now. And we're also going to talk about the Sony Open a little bit this this past week, full field of PGA Tour events. And the desert next week. And the de- going to the desert next week. And this is all brought to you by our presenting sponsor over at Pins and Aces. Make sure you use the code BDE for 15% off anything at the Pins and Aces store. And you can find that at pinsandaces.com. All right, let's tee it up. Hello friends, welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Coming at you from Studio B at the DNVR offices. It's currently snowing like a shit ton here. Yeah, it's and a d- fucking mess outside. The roads are a nightmare. Honestly, dude, like, I shouldn't live in Colorado. Love it here. Most of the time. You hate snow. I, I just hate snow. And like, Kylie's so excited about it. She's like, let's go outside. I'm like, no, let's fucking not. Because it just, <laughs> snow to me it is a four letter word, a different four letter word for work and annoyance. Like, you go outside, you have to shovel. I shoveled once this morning. It's already back on the ground. Like, acted like I didn't even shovel. See, but I think as a married man, you'd appreciate the alone time. No, I mean, I do, but, like, I, I just like don't... throw in your fucking headphones and just go, like, are you really that soft? I'm pretty soft, but You're I... You're fucking softer than And Charmin. I do like shoveling, Four but ply. just over, just the overall annoyance of, like, are we going to be able to get here? Is it going to take longer? Is there going to be snow everywhere on the roads? Are we going to spin out? Are well, we going to hit Well, this is coming someone? from the same fucking dude that doesn't even know the weather of a place he's traveling to. You just show up with a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. You were about to wear fucking shoes here. 
you're about to wear tennis shoes in a foot of snow and slush. Yeah, I just kind of, kind of more in a, of an inside cat, inside guy. <laughs> yeah, it just blows my mind. I'm like, you're not fucking wearing boots or anything. It's, it is wet. It is very wet outside. Well, it's like once I go inside, I don't feel great about my boot selection. But we got to walk outside. We're going to the Nuggets game tonight. We're going to be walking around. You just got to be prepared for the conditions. You can't just fucking willy-nilly it. Who is Ty- Tyler Warren, our boy, last night wore Crocs or... Clogs. Clogs into, I don't know what's worse, uh, <laughs> into the Nuggets game. Just And I, I mean, it wasn't like... But that... I'm not saying it was his fault. It sounded like you invited him last minute and everything, but still, like, you just got to be prepared for anything. I would rather over-prepare, and that's why I think you're not good at snow, because you have to prepare. Like, you're very much just like, let's just do it. Like, let's just go. Whatever we got to do, let's just do it. You don't think about it, and that's where I feel like you fucking lose out a little bit. I am kind of a seat-of-the-pants type of scenario, and usually I wake up and kind of figure out that day as it comes. That does drive a lot of people nuts, including my wife, but, you know, it's... (laughs) Uh, it's just no. There's definitely is. like certain things that you can do that with, and then there's other things where it's like you gotta think ahead a little bit, gotta plan shit out. Yeah. Well, we actually talked about that, right? We're kind of like very different in that aspect. Like you're more of a planner. Yeah. I'm more of an in the moment type of dude. See, like I have no reason to shovel my house. Like I'm, I literally leave the garage. I come home. I go to the garage, and I go out and shovel my fucking driveway, shovel my sidewalks. I just, I get a weird satisfaction in it. Just a model citizen? Yeah, well, I guess it's also because it's like low-key exercise. So I'm like getting a little pump in, fucking slinging this heavy snow. I just feel like it's good for you. I agree with that. I do hate, the thing that I hate is when you don't shovel right away, and then you step on the snow, and then you, three days later, it's it's still frozen. Yeah, you can see the icicles and and the But what I also hate is like what you did. You actually shoveled your sidewalk today, so kudos to you. I'm impressed. Um, but you should do it too early and then it's just recovered. And like when I got there, I was like, this motherfucker didn't shovel a sidewalk, like learn to live in a home. Yeah. See Mitchell, this is how Mitchell acts towards me. He's a giant (laughs) asshole. He was driving to the house getting pre mad or pre excited about talking shit to me about not shoveling. No, it was because I stepped out into 12 inches of snow. It was like only either, like four. No, on the sidewalk. More. I know what four inches looks like. It was more than that. <laughs> Fucking a Bally. Uh, but no, I, then I, as I got closer, I realized that you had shoveled your sidewalk. It was just already gone over again. So you just need to kind of plan better on that front too. Like maybe I don't shovel now. I shovel when it's about to be done snowing. Yeah. That's I could, another thought. I could have probably done that better for sure. For sure, hundred percent. Well, you want to talk about a little golf? You know, we we uh, let's start with our golf. Our golf. <laughs> we got to go down to Phoenix last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, did the podcast with Saul. If you guys haven't haven't heard that one yet, go back to our, our page one ever podcast app you listen to your your listen to us on and uh, check that out. It was a good episode with the GM down there, Saul, who's an awesome dude. Just has kind of a cool story about his life. Like he's the GM of a, a sports media company now, but has been in the military, moved around, landed in AZ, huge AZ sports fan. Sorry, sorry about it, man. But Yeah, I honestly, like, I wanted to talk more shit to him. And also, their podcast setup is a little different. Like, it's out in the middle of everything. So, like, everyone in the office could hear our podcast. 
And honestly, none of them probably really gave a fuck. But I did talk, like I mentioned something about Saul's age, and I saw two of the other guys off to the side, like, look up, like, give me, like, they were laughing, but they were also, like, giving me, like, a nervous look, like, I shouldn't have said that. And it kind of fucking threw me for a loop. So I definitely like being in a an enclosed room where I can just discuss whatever I want, and I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't know if they were listening or they weren't listening, but it, it made me, I was like, oh, fuck, like, I should... <laughs> You know, and I've been known to probably step over the line. I don't think I stepped over the line. I just, I was like, how fucking old are you? What what was it? We were talking about, he was like 30 years ago this. And I was like, how fucking old are you if 30 years ago you were doing this? But anywho, that's beside the point. So, um, no, I really did want to talk more shit about the Suns. But I figured we were in the wrong area to do that. Like, and especially because we were going back to the studio that night and watching the Nuggets Suns game with them. And we just pissed on them. Like, we, I don't know if, I was going to say we R. Kelly'd them, but I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> maybe we'll cut that. Yeah. Uh. But it was, yeah, it was, it was satisfying to watch that there, just kind of, but it, there was, it wasn't it was a satisfying because they bitched the entire time. Well, it was a very one sided scenario, which is fine. Because it, our team was kicking their team's ass. And if they weren't so hurt, it would have been way more fun to just kind of go in on. But I, uh, I don't. <laughs> but Were it you was. looking at my Twitter? Yeah, dude. Fucking. <laughs> wow. Cap. Um, bonk. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it. If it, would, if it would have been more healthy and like a better matchup, it would have been more fun to kind of talk shit to them. But. After the first, like, three minutes, we all knew exactly what was going down. Yeah, but then they kind of started going to Nuggets fans, and I'm like, you haven't won anything either. Like, who? I don't know. Like, we, I will say this. This is the difference between Nuggets, the Nuggets and the Suns. We've never brought in a Chris, well, I take that back. It's been a very long time since we've brought a guy like Chris Paul in to try to win and still couldn't win. You know, we had the the 2000s years with the AI and Chauncey. And, you know, we brought those guys in. We drafted Mello. He wanted out. Blah, blah, blah. But that's where I feel like the Suns are are more disappointing for not winning a championship when they basically try to create a super team. They have the number one overall pick and DeAndre Ayton. Was he not the number one overall? I think he was, yeah. Yeah, and Devin Booker was the top three. He was, I think he was actually seventh, which is crazy. Was he? Oh, better. wow. But okay. top, a top. Yeah, top 10 top pick. 10 pick yeah. And then you have Chris Paul, who's now just been pretty much outed as a complete choke artist. But yeah, overall, uh, it was a great time. I enjoyed being down there and watching the game with him. It's just funny. It's cool to hear a different perspective on a, a fan base. But I can also just feel for where they're at because they're just in such a sad state and, like, we're the number one seed in the West right now. So, um, you know, the the shit talkings, we don't even need to talk shit. Like, we're we're just better than them. So, um, I did say, I did make a comment about Devin Booker being a front runner and got a few. Yeah. Uh, I, quick, quick neck turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty quick to defend Devin Booker. Um, for a dude that can average 30 a night and still have his team win 15 games, 20 games, like I wouldn't completely disagree with your comment, but that's why we're Nuggets fans, you know? Um, but I just don't think Devin Booker has the capability single-handedly to carry a team like Nicole Jokic does or 
um, you know, Giannis there for periods of time did, uh, Jason Tatum possibly. He's just, he's in a different class. Like, I think there's a top tier star class and then there's one below. I think Devin Booker's in that, that grouping below. Would you disagree? No, he's not like an elite, he's not an elite player. He's not a playmaker. No, he's a scorer. Exactly. He's a scorer. Like, I would, I would almost directly, I would even say Jamal Murray's better at creating and probably doesn't average as many points a game, but I would I would almost compare him more to Jamal than anyone. Um, but anywho, now we're talking about basketball. So let's talk a little bit about the golf we played down there. We played 13 holes. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a crisp 13 in. It was great. At Dobson Ranch, which is fucking sick. That place is awesome. Yeah, Dobson Ranch is a phenomenal place to host any event, whether it's we're going to host hopefully an actual golf tournament there, but we had the uh, tea party where it was just like renting out the range. We had OGs was there, West Coast Scooters, uh, Four Peaks Brewery. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Arizona, like... Mitchell was hype about the chocolate yeah, milk. Yeah, I was hammering chocolate milk like I was eight years old. Uh, if you get a good, If you get a chance to... If you have free chocolate milk sitting in front of you and you turn it down, you're fucking psycho. Like, I love chocolate milk. So I had a couple of chocolate milks, some pizza, um, sandwiches. I forget who brought the sandwiches. Uh, Chop Shop. Chop Shop brought sandwiches. There's another, The pizza guy was really cool, too. I, do you remember what the pizza was? Uh, oh, man, I should know there's this. Actually, there's actually one being built in Denver right now. Or in Castle, in Parker. There's oh, a, is that what you were yeah, talking to him yeah, about? Yeah, I was talking to him about it. Um, Mountain Mike's. Mountain Mike's, yeah, it was really good pizza. I like when the pepperonis like stand up a little bit and they fucking, you know, like when it gets real crispy, that's when you know your shit slaps. Oh, yeah. Well, I. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, not that big of a pizza guy. I do enjoy pizza, but I'm not a huge, huge into the gluten and the dairy. When, um, both when the, it's convenient. When it's convenient. But most of the time I try to stick away from pizza and they had sandwiches. And that was that's like my absolute favorite. Sandwiches are. The goat of all, like they're just so versatile to me. I, can, no, I agree. You, a sandwich platter uh, with different sandwiches is is my top top one snack ish, like finger food, if you will. I would agree. Here, let's let's do this real quick. Let's rank lunch meats. Lunch meats. What's your top three lunch meats? All time top lunch meat. I'm gonna have to go turkey. Yeah, turkey's unbeatable. Turkey's number one. Uh, I'm a roast beef guy. So See, I'm, I think roast beef's disgusting. It's so fucking gritty and like you're ripping through it like a rabid dog. Well, if you get good roast beef, you're not doing that kind That's of nonsense. That's true. I like ham. I like like honey baked ham. Ham is eh for me. Ham is more of a a Christmas dinner. I, I don't like like I don't like th- You didn't even want ham on Christmas dinner. No, I, I didn't because I don't like ham particularly, and it's just. But me, you wanted pork chops. It's fucking yeah, pork potato, potato, potato. Pork chops. Pork chops are fire. But the no ham to me is like a like a more of a dinner. It's not as a a turkey and like if you're compare like mixing them together, a turkey and ham mix like with the little slices of ham, good. But like a ham sandwich, lame to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't know if this is a hot take, and this isn't necessarily lunch meat, but it's a um, a sandwich. Is I love tuna. I love tuna sandwiches. That shit bumps. Yeah. And egg salad sandwiches. Tuna and egg salad. I would have to say behind like a turkey bacon sandwich. Like the, what is it called? The the 
Um, no then, free ads. <laughs> at uh, the sandwich place we usually go to, Jimmy John's. Uh, <laughs> what is that one called? The uh, fucking... The number 18 is what I always get with no tomatoes. It's turkey and it's bacon. And the it's, porker. No, that's no, the, has more. That's meat. got ham on it too. Or that's ham and bacon. Um, anywho, I just, I like turkey. I like tuna. I like egg salad. Tuna salad, like ordering a tuna sandwich is just, I love tuna, but I, it's one thing I avoid because it's like sketchy to me. Like I, I can't just go anywhere and order tuna. Oh, like you dude, have to see, know I go, I'll go into good. Subway and order tuna. And I, I think everybody thinks that's like a psychopath move. Like I'll do that at Jimmy John's too. I'll, I'll do that at Jersey Mike's. I've, I've ordered tuna fucking all over. Like I, I'm not afraid. And I, I think I've gotten sick once. I won't, I won't. I think one time I did get sick. Sometimes when the thing's like crusted over and you're just like, oh, that's fucking gross tuna. Like I need to, I need to switch it up. Yeah. That, well, that's why I just am not a big. Yeah. It's a very inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. I think good tuna is very good. Anywho. Anywho. Trip to Bringing Phoenix. it back to Dobson Ranch. Um, well, can you imagine like us, let's say Nine, ten, nine, ten years ago, we're about to turn twenty. We're into the golf industry. I'm going to college. You're in the golf industry as well. Like, can you imagine having an event like we had last night, ten years ago, or last fr- night, fr- last Friday? <laughs> Jesus. Um, no. It, it's it's so awesome. Are you talking about like the technology? Yeah, like the technology. The fact that we had a, a range event with people competing. We gave away prizes, a putting contest, which that's pretty normal, but. Long drive, close to the pins when there's no golf course. Yeah. And just the the idea and the TVs, people watching the Suns game, hosting a podcast. Like I could have never imagined that being where golf is not necessarily headed. It's just an extra engine to drive it in the place that it's going. Oh, for sure. I, I think that Dobson Ranch might be one of the most versatile like golf entertainment areas I've ever been to. Because they have Top Tracer on the range. They have fucking cornhole out there. They have um, other, like, they They have have a basketball basketball hoop, hoop. which is sick as fuck. Uh, They've got other, like, yard games out. They just have a whole area. Like, and we were talking to the guy that runs all the events. Awesome guy. Remind me his name. Was it Mike? Matt. Matt. All these M's. Um, Matt, he was awesome. And they are murdering it doing business. Like, they are... the. We were talking figures, like, money-wise, unbelievable. Like, they, they're they doubling. I guarantee you they're doubling what some golf courses do on a monthly basis. So they're they're kicking ass there. I, w- I do believe that there will be more of Dobson Ranch-like places going around America here in the next five to ten years just because it's – Golf, and I mean, we talk about golf, so we've talked about this a lot, but a golf course needs to be more than just a golf course. It needs to be a place to hang out because the more people spend time there, the more money they spend and the better it is for the business. And then they can turn around and put that money into the business and make the place better. Like the more you keep somebody there, the better chances you have of them like liking the place, spending money, coming back telling a friend, you know, it's just really good business. So they do an awesome job. And the golf course is in phenomenal shape. Like it it isn't, it's a city owned course. So it's not your, uh, like desert mountain type of course where it's super secluded and, you know, you're not going to see too, too much wildlife out there. It's kind of in the middle of Mesa, correct? Yeah. Mesa. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's in a suburb, but the golf course was in phenomenal shape. The layout was good. Uh, the greens were a little rough, not because they don't take care of them, just because of the time of year it is. Um, but everything was just pristine and great shape. Uh, good layout. I, I really had no complaints other than the double I made on number one because I we didn't hit a single ball. Pretty standard. Um, I think I ate a turkey wrap clutch great turkey wraps oh they had a food they have a food truck out front like that like a standing not like a different vendor but just their own food truck where you just walk up it's like a turn it's almost like a little like turn area yeah they have a full bar of course yeah but then also which is separate from the clubhouse which is genius like yeah i loved the whole setup of they had two different putting greens uh two huge practice putting greens yeah Obviously, of course, the giant driving range with the the top tracer, but also grass area, outdoor and non-covered, uh, and then a, a bar separate from the clubhouse, and then the 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 turn and having the the trailer. It's just an all around great setup, and they they kill it. Yeah, it's a place you could see yourself going like every weekend. We because it's affordable too. That's the other thing is right now down in Arizona. We talked about it on the pod last week. Prices are through the fucking roof. You can't get a tea time anywhere for less than probably 175, 200 bucks a person, which is robbery. Um, and there, what what was it like 70, 75 bucks? Uh, yeah, it was like 76 on golf now. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's very affordable. It, it's right in a lot of people's price range for where they can play golf on a regular basis. Like that's a great course to have like a standing tea time with your buddies because it gives you a little bit of everything. Like I think you can score there. So I started off double and then bogey. I was three over. And by the time we got to the third, 14th hole, I was one over. So I actually, second hole, I pretty much, or third hole, I'm sorry, I pretty much just like did a U-turn. Started playing pretty decent golf hit and some pretty good shots. Um, if anybody saw that TikTok where I actually like let go of the club, uh, that was a real shot. That wasn't like... That was the first hole. Yeah. And it was actually kind of funny because my girlfriend watched the TikTok and was like, Honestly, all of that in the TikTok sounded real. <laughs> like it wasn't like made up because my toe did hurt. I was bit like I made that horrible swing. What else did I say that I was like, this is hundred percent real. Um I was in that divot that <laughs> remember? Yeah, legitimately like that was hilarious. So we were wanted to get one filmed of like taking it out of a divot. And I said that and we're driving up to Mitchell's ball in the middle of the fairway on this that same hole. And it's already in a divot. Yeah, he goes, I was oh, like, look at this. It, it's already there. It's like <laughs> We don't even have to move it into know? a divot. It's already fucking sitting there. So yeah, half of that TikTok was actually pretty real. I thought it was a funny one, though. We need to drop yours. We've got a few TikToks still in the chamber that we need to, to release. But uh, if you don't follow us on TikTok, you're missing out. Anywho, uh, do you have any other comments on Dobson? No, just an overall. I love that people call it Dobby. Once uh, that's great. Once people saw our TikToks that were out from uh, Arizona or have played there before, they called it Dobby. So uh, I think gr- a good nickname for a course is just really sets it apart for me. For sure. Like and the valley, when we called started calling Spring Valley the Valley of Fun, which now it's the Valley of Dream of Broken Dreams. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just the it just like death. was so much more. It's so much more relatable. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like. Oh, let's go over to yeah. I mean, Spring Valley used to be called the club, so I just kind of like every all the locals would call it go over to the club. Um, but yeah, that's having a good nickname 
Like ranch is a good nickname, I feel like. Let's go over to the ranch or let's go to, you know, like you said, there's a lot of different golf nicknames. Like I think just the first one that pops into my head that is probably one of the best nicknames for a golf course is Riviera. Just call it the Riv. Let's go over to the Riv. Like, oh, that's yeah. fire. Well, because that... Riviera is also like a casino. It's just like good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, I don't think anybody's been like, oh, we got to go over to Riviera. Like, it, you're stoked if you're going to Riviera. I don't care if you're a PGA Tour player or just an everyday Joe. That place looks sick as fuck. And I'm not a California guy. Um, but that place just looks unbelievable. Um, okay. So, our golf trip. Got that covered. Got that covered. Um, I played some mediocre golf as normal. Made a bunch of pars, some sick putts for par, and <laughs> hit hit a few wonky ones. But oh, dude, that one tee shot you hit on number eight—it's a par, or no, number nine. Number eight is a par four. Oh, and then yeah. nine's the par five. Um, it's a par four, dogleg right, and there's like a tree, probably twenty yards off the tee box. About it was ten. kind of in the fucking way, to be honest. <laughs> Spencer just hits a massive push like you. It, I mean, it it wasn't out of play by any means, but you'd have to hit a pretty bad one. And I was actually watching Spencer's swing because I was videotaping it for a TikTok, and I just hear it pack the tree like fucking dead center. I was like, oh my god, he actually hit that tree. So yeah, you hit a few few wonky ones, but uh, we we got through it. Yeah, we did, and it, and it was a great time. It was just great to be in the seventy five degrees, nor like. Perfect weather for golf. Yeah, we had like, a few perfect weather days, 75 and sunny. And then the day we left, it was like 55 and rain this whole last week. So We brought the weather. We we got pretty lucky. Um, but I'm definitely stoked to go back down. Uh, I think we're going to play at Dobson again during Waste Management Week, maybe one other place, um, and just do a bunch of different shit. So I'm, I'm already ready to go back to the desert. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, let's do a quick recap of last week's professional uh, PGA event over at the Sony Open. Siwoo Kim shooting a little six under par to win by one. And I think one of the cool things looking at the leaderboard and, and from watching the tournament most of the week is it was still a pretty full field. But when you look at some of the names, and these names will come up later uh, in our DraftKings picks uh, for the American Express this coming weekend, but like you got a Hayden Buckley, you got a put uh, David Lipsky, who we actually watched. If you remember, we watched him at he was on the Corn Ferry Tour last year and played in Colorado. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think he went to University of Washington and played. A, he played a lot of golf over on the DP World Tour before he came over to the PGA Tour. But a lot of younger names in the top twenty: Austin Ekro, who we've talked about, Texas uh, guy. Yeah, uh, guys that have basically just kind of got getting their feet wet on the PGA Tour. Of course, all a lot of them not playing, or none of them playing last week in the Sony Open, so this was kind of the... or tournament They were playing in the Sony Open, not playing in the Tournament of Champions, and so it's kind of their, their chance to get their feet wet on the PGA Tour and get in their first events, and some of these guys showed up and showed out. So um, shout-out to Siwoo Kim. Yeah, and he actually chipped in, he chipped in on 17 to separate himself by a shot from Buckley. So he, and he's, I didn't really know this, honestly, but he's known as one of the best, like, chippers on the PGA Tour. Um, so that proved to be pretty crucial uh, in, in winning last weekend. Chips in on 17, and that's a tough stretch to finish out there. I think it's three, the par three is 17, if I remember correctly, right along the ocean, and then, 
Um, 18 is a dog leg left par four. And so it's not an easy stretch by any means. And for him to, uh, take that home and Buckley was, uh, playing pretty fucking well. I think he had a pretty big lead going into Sunday and then he only shot two under on Sunday. So it's not really going to separate you from the field, but I'm not going to lie overall, like this, it's just weird how they change the PJ tour schedule every year. And, then different guys play in different events like this. I would say this is one of the overall weaker fields we've seen from the Sony open. And especially because all these guys are already over in Hawaii playing in the tournament of champions, not all of them, but all the big name PJ tour winners, you know, all the guys that qualified already over there. Like, why wouldn't you just stay and play? But now, so this field got weaker and then next week's or this week's field, I guess I could say at the American Express has gotten really strong, which is a pretty traditionally weak field. So it's kind of odd to see them flip flop like that. But this week at the American Express, we're in for a fucking doozy because if you look at the let's pull up the odds on our DraftKings Sportsbook. I know it's a little early to be making picks, but just to read names, I mean, I think John Rahm's playing um, lots of lots of big name dudes are playing this week, which is. Uh, pretty pretty rare for uh, the desert. So, yeah, we've got John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Will Zalatoris, Tom Kim, Cameron Young. Um, got, you know, Siwoo Kim, who just won last week, Sahith Thagala, Jason Day, uh, JT Poston, Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler's playing, Emiliano Grillo. I, I don't need to keep naming names, but it's a pretty stacked field. Like, it's... It's no joke uh, this week over in the desert. So I think that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And those, so last year, I think Rom called it a putting contest. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's the odds on favor to win this week. Um, it is an interesting kind of like mountainish style of, of course. And I actually, we've never played golf in the California desert. And we were actually talking about it before this. And Spencer's like, I don't think California has a desert. It definitely does. Like, there's, that's where Coachella is. That's where, like, India. Like, I think there's a town called Indio, like, out there. It's La Quinta. It's, like, Indio. They call it the Coachella Valley. I'm pretty positive. Oh, okay. But yeah. not Coachella Desert. <laughs> well, it's a valley in the desert. Okay. Like that, Fair enough. Yeah. So, it, there's definitely desert there. That's the crazy thing about California is, like, all within two hours of each other, you can go from the ocean to the desert to the mountains and... You know, it's it's why people love it. I I don't love California, but there's definitely a lot of different like options. So, uh, but we've never played desert golf in California, so we really can't speak to it. And I put out a Twitter poll. I was like, if you had to pick between California desert golf or Arizona desert golf, which would you choose? And let's check the poll results. It's, it's time, time for, for the poll, poll results. results. <laughs> it got pretty cooked. Um, by a lot of people, but I think if we have a lot of followers in Colorado, Coloradans feel a certain type of way about California in general. That's true, and so that might have skewed, may have skewed it a hair. Yeah, it was seventy four percent Arizona, twenty six percent California. Yeah, and I think because if you go to color, if you go to Arizona, you kind of expect the desert golf. When you go to California, you're thinking of more of like the Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you're thinking ocean golf. You're not thinking desert golf. 100%. Well, let's just get into our picks. Um, I've it. got a couple here. And of course, we always do our picks 
every week over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is continuing in the playoffs. We've got the divisional round this weekend, and we're one close, one step closer to Super Bowl 57. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend for the divisional round, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can just bet $5, and you get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with the stepped-up same-game parlays. You can boost your NFL winnings with each leg up to 100%, which is doubling your same-game parlay. I am a same-game parlay thought, if you will. <laughs> um, there's a few other words I could have used there, but uh, that seems like a fairly safe word. Uh, and I do one every night for the Nuggets game. I did miss by a couple legs last weekend on the NFL, but got some free bets, which is cool. Uh, DraftKings is doing that, so make sure you are opting in and getting those free bets. If your bet loses, hopefully your bet doesn't lose, but if it does, you get another shot at it. And one bet I'm looking at for this weekend for the divisional round is uh, I love the Jaguars plus eight and a half. Um, yeah. Saying, saying the Jaguars in the middle of January, Jaguar January, jagging off, is just still foreign to me, but with that comeback and the Chargers, of course, doing what they do last weekend, I think the Jags are hot. Now, I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They did get beat pretty soundly by them in early December, but I think eight and a half in a playoff game, as, we, as we saw, you know, 13 and a half points last week, Bills and, and Dolphins, and they covered that easily. So make sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're also brought to you by our friends over at Pins and Aces. I've got my Pins and Aces Joker hat on right now, and I'm getting compliments all the time at the Nuggets game for it. People are wondering where I got it, and I tell them Pins and Aces, the best golf brand. It's a local golf brand here from Colorado, but they ship obviously anywhere in the entire United States and the world. Uh, they're starting to slowly become a brand that is not noticed by people. Yeah, they've got amazing designs, and they're different. They've they, obviously they have the different designs, but they're creating different things. They're creating hats with ear flaps. They've got the liquor stick, which no one else has. They've got the beer sleeve, which no one else also has. Then the two top products where you can take liquor or even order a. You know, we were using the liquor stick at the tailgate last week, and. It's it's a it's, it's a great for any outdoor party anything you don't even need it for the golf course yeah just... we we started making a mixer with it we poured some uh, Breckenridge Distillery uh, bourbon in there and then a little Diet Coke and uh, oh you put a mixer you mixed yeah, it we in there put a mixer in the liquor stick. wow okay so because dude we made cocktails when we were at the tailgate this these two dudes big dudes <laughs> like we were they basically made it a comp you know big dude when you get in a drinking competition those guys are fucking yeah they're gonna go they're all built out. different they were taking like so we were giving people shots but you'd like wave your hand when you're done people were like get it in their mouth and you know wave their hand these guys were full like on gulping it. it dude i i was like we got to make a mixer out of this or we're gonna run out of bourbon <laughs> so we ended up doing that and it worked out fine like you can just literally just refill your drink keep it cold the whole all around, because that's one thing I do hate about. I, I usually don't have this problem because I drink pretty quick. Um, but if you have a drink in your cup holder in the golf cart, kind of gets like it's watered melted, down yeah. and melted. So if you keep it in the liquor stick in your bag, it's like cooled down in there, and then you can just dispense it as like your own bartender. So make sure to check out pinsandaces.com. Use our promo code BDE for 15% off plus free shipping. And that all those products are are awesome gifts um if you got birthdays coming up but also we're getting into golf season i mean we're we're a little ways off but this is the time where you start kind of itching 
you know, when golf season's kind of over, you're like, ah, I've just played a ton. Then you kind of get back to like, okay, we're going to get a little bit back into it. Now that the, the calendar year's turned over and we're, we're thinking about uh, the PGA Tours in full swing with the big events, we're thinking about golf uh, here in Colorado. And if you're in a state where you play year-round, lucky you, you're still playing. But golf season is all year round and, and pins and aces is by far the best place to get anything for that golf lover in your family or yourself. So, Facts. All right. Picks for the American Express. Now we had a fat donut last week. Um, didn't hit a single bet between the two of us. Perfect. That's okay. But we've, we've said this before. We'll say it again. We're in this for the long haul and go- betting golf is not a quick fix. There's just no way around it. If you get a winner in the first couple of months, you're still going to be up a, a significant amount, especially once Mitchie over here hits his long shot winner. <laughs> then we'll be in the absolute clear. So what we've been doing, uh, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, do that. We tweet out our picks every Wednesday, so that'll come out um, Wednesday before the American Express, which is today, depending upon when you're listening to this podcast. But the we tweet out our picks, and we also put them on Instagram um, so donut for us last week at the Sony open, we had a few guys that were close. Um, Mitchell's pick of Adam Scott to top 10 was actually really good. And then he finished at T 21, but only two shots out of the top 10. So Fuck that could that. have basically made us, uh, almost an even week essentially right there. So Mitch, I'll get into my picks here. Um, as you know, Mitchell's always the long shot guy. He knows these weird dudes that just ha- tend to play really well at certain courses. So, um, my winner for this week is I'm going to go with the lefty, Brian Harmon. Uh, that is plus 3,500 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. My top 10 pick is going to be Ugly Man Tom Hoagie. Uh, he is plus 360 on the DraftKings Sportsbook to top 10. And then I'm kind of riding a hot hand here. I told you earlier that I'd talk about him again. Um, I, I kind of got like, I kind of get like a soft spot for guys that I've watched a few legitimate golf shots of and just kind of uh, remembered his name at, from the Colorado or sorry, the Colorado, what the, Corn Ferry Tour. the Corn Ferry Tour, Colorado, yeah. something it's championship Colorado open, maybe no. whatever. <laughs> um, but David Lipsky and he to top 20 is plus 400. And last week at the Sony Open, he finished in the top five. Actually, he finished T4 at 14 under. So playing some good golf. He yeah, said, ride a hot guy. Exactly. So between him and Hoagie, uh, I feel really confident in my top 10, my top 20 this week. Hoagie's finished sixth and second his last two years in the American Express. Uh, he's kind of been a boomer bust ugly here. fuck. He's missed three cuts here. He's but, a TCU guy, I think. Oh. I think he went to TCU. So, he's so a, hopefully he's makes more birdies than tc scored points in the national championship <laughs> that, that would be ideal but so those are my picks once again david lipsky uh plus, top 20 at plus 400 tom hoagie to top 10 at plus 360 and brian Harmon to win at plus 3500 lock him in i like that very much um so i have one thing to say before i make my picks tom kim i'm gonna get I, don't get sucked into this tom kim thing like Odds makers are still too high on him because they know, like, he's Thomas the Tank Engine. Everybody wants to bet on him, so they're not giving you that good of odds. And so, like, last week I got sucked into the Tom Kim thing. He didn't play well. So I think he missed the cut. Um, So once again, he's plus 2,200 to win the event. He's, like, top – he's tied for, like, fourth or fifth in, like, highest odds to win the event. Um, And I just don't love that. And if – 
he fucking wins. We got to clip this because it's just an all-time bad take. Yeah. Um, we are in back-to-back Kims because Tom Kim ooh. won two weeks ago. Siwoo Kim won this weekend. Tom Kim won two? Yeah. Where? At the uh, Tournament of Champions. Tom or, Kim won? Didn't he win something? No. I thought what he won something. What the fuck are you talking about, bud? Maybe I'm tripping. John Rom won at the... <laughs> Well, yeah, you're tripping. All right, well, I, I don't know what the fuck you're. Maybe talking Tom about. Kim got second or something in that. Okay, yeah, I think he did play pretty well, but he didn't win. Anywho, um, so just excuse be, me. Just be aware of the Tom Kim odds; they will get better throughout the season, uh, and then it's more of a good value to to pick him. But at plus twenty two hundred, I don't see the value there, um, which is ironic because I'm taking a guy with less value. Um, but my winner, I like Patrick Cantlay. He's a California kid, uh, just putts it very well. And if it's going to turn into a putting contest, he's fucking good dude to pick. Um, so plus twelve hundred for Patrick Cantlay. Fun fact about Patrick Cantlay: there is an outside shot. He is either world number one or co-world number one after this week. Really? Mm-hmm. How can you share it? It's actually a very convoluted, debate, convoluted topic. I think. I think the exact. Uh, these, we don't need to get into it. The exact terminology, I think if he finishes, if he wins and... Rom finishes Rom like second. finishes, no, like a solo eighth. <laughs> they would be exactly same same points. Exactly. Wow. So, um, and it's actually Scotty Scheffler would share it with Patrick Cantley, not John Rom. Wow. Yeah, okay. so there's a chance that they, they could both... Uh, finish at the world number one and be co- the first co-world number ones ever yeah i did not know that was even a thing so um on to my top 10 uh cameron young he's a guy that doesn't win well he hasn't won yet but he just top 10 machines fucking he just cranks out top 10s like it's his job which it is um but he's at plus 240 to top 10 so i do like that um so Cameron Young, walk it in. He will win this year. I don't think it that's, might be this week. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. I wouldn't mind sprinkling. He's plus twenty two hundred. Um, dude's got a shitload of game, and I definitely think he's going to come out of this year with a victory, if not more than one. Um, and then my long shot, Sahith Gala, is plus fifty five hundred. So he is definitely uh, got some good odds floating around out there. That's a great value. Throw ten bucks to win five fifty. Um, See, Thagala, I think he was rookie of the year last year on tour. Um, that was Cam Young. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Cameron Young. But he was right up. The, Cameron Young and See Thagala were like back and forth pretty much the entire year for the the rookie of the year. So thank you for correcting me on that, Chief. Got you. Um, but I still really like him at. 5,500 plus 5,500, I think that uh, his odds are a little like the opposite of Tom Kim. Like, I think he has the potential to win every week, and sprinkling a little bit at those odds makes sense. Like, five bucks to win, two, what, is that 275? Is that any skin off your nose? Yeah, it's 275. I'm great at mental math. Um, <laughs> anywho. Mental uh, math wizard over here. Yeah, but I, I just really like his game and... Um, it's not an overly challenging course. They actually play, I think they play two courses this week. They play three. Do they play three? Yeah, it's kind of a wild event where they play two rounds at one place, one round at another place, one round at another okay. place. Okay. Well, and, and this week's always really a crapshoot because there's usually better scoring days on each course. Um, so you kind of got to get 
caught on the right course at the right time with no wind because it does get windy. It's the desert, so uh, it's it's always a little bit of a crapshoot. Yeah, playing. I don't know why you're fucking driving me crazy with this fucking desert nonsense what? in California. It is. I know it's the desert, but it, I just doesn't. I'm, it's the California no, desert. It's annoying never, me. You've never heard of the California desert? No, not really. You're a fucking idiot. You've never heard of, have you ever seen pictures of Coachella? Like I know you follow people on Instagram that post from Coachella. I have probably a time or two, yes. So that that's California. I don't know if you knew that Coachella's in California. Yeah, I was aware of that. Okay, and it's the desert. Like it's fucking full desert. Cactus the whole bit. All right. Well, that's fine. All right, let's get into Max Homa. Yeah, so I just uh there was an article written about him on Twitter. Um, well, it was on Golf Digest, but on Twitter about him um, <laughs> that I saw on Twitter. And there was a quote in there that, uh, like, right when Max got on tour, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this, uh, Max was like, I was out there and I, I was watching KJ Choi hit a bunker shot and Justin Thomas chip and Tiger Woods hit an iron. And he's like, I can't do any of these. And he thinks that that held him back like three years by trying to trying. And that's honestly, a lot of people fall victim to that. Like, I think the moral of my story here, and it's not going to be like this long drawn out thing, but I think more people than not, when they're trying to get better at golf, they look at somebody who's better than them and basically try to do the exact same thing as they do. And so imagine that going out to the PGA Tour when you're playing the best guys in the world and you're watching them do things so well, but it's not because they necessarily like, you know, I guess nobody got really good at something like emulating somebody else, in my opinion. I think that you have to have your own game, like, and I hate to bring up my own game, but if you look at the way I hit the ball a lot of times, you're not like, this guy should shoot par or this guy, you know, I look very boring. I look like I should kind of suck, but there's little things that make you good. And like, you don't need to chase the aesthetic of hitting the bomb drive or, you know, doing, you have to be efficient. You have to get it around. It doesn't have to be flashy. And so I just thought that that was pretty cool that Max commented on, like I lost years trying to play somebody else's game. Like, I was trying to be as good as Tiger with my irons. I was trying to be as good at chipping as Justin Thomas. And, like, you don't have to be as good as all these guys. Like, they're literally the best in the world. And if that's your I, – I know shooting high, like, for a higher goal is is a good thing in golf. Like, you're always trying to push to be better. But also just be reasonable and be like, I'm really good at this. I may not be the best in the world, but that doesn't mean I have to tear everything down and try to build it back up to become better. You know, like you have to figure out when good enough is enough in golf. And that I feel like people get greedy. And that's where like, I don't think we've ever actually talked about this, but like Nick Faldo, um, no, it wasn't Faldo. There's been a few major champions that have like torn down their swings and tried to completely rebuild them because they wanted to like do this or that. And they were really, really good before. And then it it makes it really hard to get your game back when you completely tear down and build back up. Like, can I go win with this? Is this good enough? Can I beat my buddies with it? You know, whatever you're trying to do with your golf swing, 
I don't think you need to to really go in a different direction and completely tear it down. I think you just play with play your fucking game. I know that's a very obvious thing, but I just, think I finally figured out what's wrong with my golf game. <laughs> You're trying to. Do I look it. at everyone else and say, "Man, I can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> and while that is sometimes true, depending upon the person I'm watching, who knows? Maybe that's the roadblock I'm I'm currently sitting behind. It could be. I. But we've talked about this. You're meant just mentally. You need to be stronger. We. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Get that heavy bottom lip going. <laughs> yeah, I I just thought that was an interesting quote from his uh from the article. And and then he also talked about like embarrassing himself out on tour. He's like, I'm playing against the best guys in the world and I'll fucking go shoot 80. Like and that it is hard, probably hard to embarrass yourself. You're like, I'm on the PGA tour, but there's gotta be that line where you're like, This is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Like, I can't be doing this shit. Right. It's just like me playing in any event that I play in. This is like a... Like when you pounded it into that tree, I'm like, that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> the fuck was he looking at? Yeah. That tree was right there, and he just shoved it right into it. Well, and I will say this about your golf game just very quickly. You try to work the ball all the time. Like, you always, you're a very visual player, and like I don't have a problem with that, but you just committing to a ball fight would make you so much better. Like, you're you're aiming right. You're trying to snap hook it. You're... You think you have the hands of Tiger Woods. Like, you're like, oh, I'm just going to work this one. And I love getting creative, but that doesn't always translate to good golf. No, 100%. And I do... Your fucking face. I do try to work the ball a fair amount more than I should and, and more above my skill level than I should. Um, and I, I that's going to be, you know what, now that we've talked about it openly, that's going to be my goal for this year. I just want you to hit cut. You're, you're just going to cut everything. Cut. Yeah. And some unless may you be a slice, some may be a push. Yeah, unless you have to hook it, don't fucking try to do anything else, please. Okay. That I think that will... We're here on January 18th, 2023, making strides. <laughs> I will only hit a cut the rest of this year. I, if I see you trying to fucking hook it, I am going to rip you a new asshole. Oh, there's just going to be that par five that has like a little guarded stuff down the left side. So I'm just going to rope one in there right <laughs> down the right side and let her filter in. But no, I'm not going to do it. I'm okay. Gonna, the only part is, is like, what is your recommendation when I am playing like, let's say a par four and there's just water all down the left. Do I aim over it? Yeah. Aim at the edge of it. It's scary. And, and I think you also need to narrow down like your aiming area. Like you aim in such a general vicinity. <laughs> like you're like you treat every hole like it's the driving range. Like you have to be, get more specific with your target. Like. I'm going to aim at the ed- the very edge of the, the left edge of the fairway. Not like aim it over the water, you know. Get specific with where you're aiming it. It's not that fucking hard. That is a fair point. That is a very fair point. Um, all right. Before we talk about Patrick Reed, another lawsuit, want to tell you guys about our favorite ticketing app, and that is our great friends over at Game Time. So my favorite thing about Game Time, you can go to any city. Um, right now, if we're looking in Denver tonight, I can get into the Nuggets game for $2. Get $2, the fuck $2. Out. $2. Um, I love opening it up, and you get the flash deal right away. I can sit in row in 370 row 11 for $3. Um, and then if I go to a map view, I can, on this bootleg Wi-Fi... I can sit courtside for three thousand one hundred and thirty-eight dollars. 
three thousand dollars. But that's, that's a pass. That is a little pass, but that is literally mid center court, court side, first row. Incredible stuff. If I wanted to go a little, a little bit less expensive, we you could sit in section one twenty four, which is right down the center court line towards the top of the section for forty seven bucks tonight. That's for Nuggets Timberwolves. So make sure you're checking out Game Time. It's through the link in our show. So if you go down to the link, uh, that'll take you to the app, and you can purchase tickets through that. But Game Time is by far and away the best ticketing app there is. They show you a map. When you click on the seat, they show you a three. You can see a 360 view from that specific seat and section. Just by far the best way to get tickets and at the least expensive prices. So make sure you're checking out the Game Time app. All right, Patrick Reed, filing a lawsuit. Here it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, he he hasn't necessarily filed the lawsuit yet. Um, his lawyers haven't. They've threatened. They basically his lawyers demanded. An on-air apology from uh, CNN, uh, J- John Tapper. I want to say his name is, um, and who is the other announcer that they mentioned? He, Bob he's, Costas is Bob, that what you said? Oh yes, it was Bob Costas. They've they filed a lawsuit basically saying he needs an on-air apology uh, from both of them for defamation. For basically, they said that they've created kind of an underlying like culture of shit talking about Patrick Reed which isn't completely wrong but like if a, if a dude's in the headline like in the news every week for bad shit and, and it's just like a fact you're not gonna not talk about it and he's a polarizing figure because a lot of people hate him so either you know if your name's in the media it doesn't it's not always gonna be good things like and he's kind of made this bed and now he has to lie in it and I, I just I, I find it funny that these lawyers just come up with numbers like four hundred fifty million. Where the fuck do you get that number? What you know what I mean? What? How'd you land on that? Did you close your eyes and throw a, a dart? You know, it blows my mind. His, I think his, I don't know what lives paid him, but his career earnings are maybe a third of that, probably more like a quarter or less. So like, what are you fucking talking about? Four hundred fifty million. It is interesting when you get figures for like. And this is a way deeper conversation than a big drive energy <laughs> podcast. But like, what is a life worth? Like, what is? And this isn't obviously a life or death scenario. Yeah, but these numbers are just obscene, out of your ass <laughs> numbers. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's basically like a, uh, it's like fucking any local ambulance chaser in the area. You know, they're gonna throw out, oh, you owe them five hundred grand, and hope that the company settles at fifty grand. You know, and they'd be happy with fifty. So, I. I think it's just a a kind of a crazy number to throw around, especially since he has another, um, like what was the other lawsuit? I think it was 150 or 250 million. Um, so right now he's set in in this, this lawyer he's using has actually been tied to a lot of other defamation cases that have been lost. Like he's represented a lot of other people that feel like they've been, um, defamed in the media and like talk poorly about blah, blah, blah. Hasn't won any of them, so I I don't know if I love Patrick Reed's chances of getting a single fucking dollar out of CNN um, or a public apology for that matter. Like why what why would they feel the need to apologize if they're they're talking actual fact? Oh yeah, exactly. Especially a, a big company like CNN, like they probably have they'll lawyers. bury you exactly. Yeah, Patrick Reed just continues to dig himself a deeper and deeper hole. Uh, in the eyes of all of his, I, like, do you think there's people out there that are like I'm a Patrick Reed fan? 
I think it's like, just family. I think it's got to be his family. Like he's he's like he's that. truly one of those guys that like you probably could we could pull fifteen to twenty people, and not one of them that like let's say pull people that like golf. Not one of them would say like Patrick Reed was in their top ten. Even yeah, favorite golfers. I think there's a small group of people that like it, like rooting for people that are hated. You know what I mean? I do. I love. I do that. See, like, I tend to do that. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't like Tiger. I <laughs> this is kind of a hot take. I've never really liked Tiger that much, but I got into golf kind of when he was hurt, like the 0809 area when he was kind of out of golf, bouncing around, injured this and that, seven iron in the back window. Um I I was never really that into him, but there was a group of people I know that started liking him again when he was hated there for that period of time. You know what I mean? Like after the the whole scandal and all that, specifically Sean Fisher, who we used to work with, he was like, "Oh, I fucking love Tiger now." Like he's people like some people like the villain, and so he was a villain for a period of time. And Patrick Reed is kind of the perpetual villain. Like he's done nothing of any sort towards goodwill. Like he kicked his own family out of. I think he may have a fucking um, what is that uh uh where you can't get within a restraining order. Um, I think he may have like a restraining order against some of his own family. Like, I think it's actually even his wife's family. That's like taking him like under his wing. So I don't even think he like gets along with his own parents. He's just like a pariah. Nobody, nobody's a big fan of his. No, it's, it's uh it's an unfortunate situation, but yeah. The, the live tour likes him. I mean, they, they get him talking. Exactly. Oh, speaking of the live tour. Speaking of that, so that's going to bring up a, a new segment that we're going to start finishing this podcast off with. The lamest name for a bar at a golf course go. Um, the lamest name? Like the lamest, like most generic name for a golf course bar. Oh, I don't fucking know. The nineteenth hole. Oh yes. Okay. I was thinking like put it out or like no. fucking. So the nineteenth hole is going to be a new segment we're going to do. It's where oh, I'm going to like I'm yeah. going to ask Mitchell a question to finish up a podcast. He's got to give me a quick, which is going to be tough for him rendition. Um, but basically, I'm just going to ask him give me give us a quick take, and then that's going to finish our episode. So, do I ask you a question also? Nope, just me asking oh, you. Okay, that's, that's, that works that's for me. I'm going to come for you. I like so, that. Describe your feelings on the live tour being on close to an agreement with the CW. I think it's fucking funny, dude. Like, I, I think everyone can agree. And I tweeted this, tweeted this uh, yesterday uh, when I saw the story. But the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the CW is like local broadcasting, like fuzzy ass early two thousands, like screen. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, fucking the Gilmore Girls. Like, you're just going to throw a live golf broadcast in the middle of that. And it's channel, like, three. It's just the weirdest. I They must have been, like, will any channel take our fucking broadcasting rights? And that's who they landed on. I just, I really, and I don't know if you want to give your opinion on this or if this is just a question for me. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer going to be on after or before the golf because that's that's and i actually i will low-key i do like riverdale have you ever watched riverdale i have yeah there's some decent looking people in that show i mean that's not the only reason i like it but it's it's a very well casted let's put it that way um 
but I I do like that show, and it's kind of like a lame, like oh my god, you watch Riverdale, uh, and really it's on like season seven now, and they should have ended it after like two seasons. Um, kind of went to shit, but I still watch it. That is the only thing I ever watch on the CW, and I feel kind of weird like when I change the channel to the CW. It's basically like PBS to me. So, um, yeah, I fucking it's gonna be hilarious. I will watch though. I mean, you got to think that the CW's numbers will get a little bit of a boost. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I think the CW. I think just having it on live TV is gonna be. A game changer for a lot of people because that's also a channel a lot of people get where and if they televise most of the tournament they can already take overtake the pga tour because they don't do that they're getting better that's true um but if they decide like hey if every thursday through sunday we're you know 8 a.m 9 a.m whatever on the east coast or wherever the tournament's being played like we're gonna for, we're They're like the fucking this. shotguns at nine o'clock. Yeah. Let's get her on TV. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They have a, a distinct amount of time. Yeah, so you never know. I actually think that you're you may be onto something there because I think the CW, like if you get if you have like a, an antenna, like you know what I mean, like one of the if you don't even have cable, nothing. I think the CW is one of like the seven or eight channels that you get. I think it's like one of those channels. So fuck. I mean, if people don't have cable. They're going to be watching the fucking CW. They're going to be watching the Live Tour. Are you Googling this right now? Yeah, I just want to see what the CW stands for. CBS and Warner Bros. The CW, which they launched in September 2006, the C stands for CBS and the W stands for Warner Bros. Oh, something new every day. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like kind of a throwaway network. Exactly. Well, that was the first rendition of the 19th hole. Uh, he Mitchell kept it pretty short, but want to thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, got a lot of great content coming up for you guys on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we'll be out at the Waste Management here in a couple weeks as well, playing some golf, watching some golf. And uh, it's one of those, it's a boosted event this year. So we're going to see Rory. We get to see Rory in person. I'm super stoked for that. I have not gotten to do that yet. So super stoked to see Rory in person. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. I am at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. He is at Big Drive Mitch. At Big Drive Energy is the golf talking account. Uh, same with Big Drive Energy Pod on the gram. So you guys enjoy your week. Enjoy the weekend and the American Express. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.